Hey guys, this is the Fantasy Coaches Podcast with your host Steve Pintado and my main man Jibs Curtis. What's going on, Jibs? What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode two. Oh yeah, episode two of the Fantasy Coaches Podcast. We're real excited. Uh, we've been away a while, but we're back now. Uh, me and Jibs sitting here. He's not with me today, but uh, he's here in spirit always. As you know, he's on my Skype. Oh yeah, brother! Uh, Montreal did me dirty. It's uh, <laughs> time to rebound. Yes, we were away. We were all away this weekend, and now we're back, uh, looking to get a lot of work done here now. So uh, today we figured it'd be nice to do a little series of breaking down each division, fantasy wise, to you know help you guys make decisions in your upcoming drafts in the next month or two. Um, so we're gonna start with the AFC East this time, um, and we're gonna do the New York Jets. Um, Jibs, you want to start off with the Jets? I could start off with the Jets, but I'd rather start off with the Bills. The Bills? All right, we'll start with the Bills first. All right, we'll mix it up. All righty. Uh, I just want more optimism as I we go you. along. Oh, of course. Bills have it spirit. Okay, uh, first one on the list, obviously the quarterback. We have Josh Allen. He was a QB 21 during the 2018 fantasy season. And he was a rookie, too, which is uh, pretty remarkable. Uh, his play was very inconsistent, but he showed dramatic improvement towards the end of the year without a supporting cast around him. Although he missed uh, portions of the season through uh, week six and he was out to week 12, uh, Josh Allen definitely went scorched earth on the teams he faced until the end of the season. They even upgraded their skill position players. And things are looking up for Josh Allen. Um, in that last four-game stretch, he uh, had... Uh, 77 completions for 1,018 passing yards. He had 45 rush attempts for 381 rushing yards. And he put up a whopping 105 fancy points during that stretch, which equates to about 21 fancy points per game. That's a, a QB1 most weeks, if you ask me. Right, Steven? Oh, yeah. I mean, come on. He was fantastic. I mean, he helped you probably win a championship, more than likely. I mean, this guy is, like, he reminds me of a young Cam Newton. Um, he's got an arm to him. He can definitely air it downfield. And, you know, his main goal isn't to run it, but he can run it when you need him to. So, if, you know, the pocket collapses, he's going to be gone. And, you know, in that four-game stretch you were talking about, he ran for, like, 400 yards in that time frame. I mean... Yeah, he's definitely someone who you could start as your number one quarterback. Um, maybe get a you know a low you know high floor guy, but he definitely could be a starting quarterback for you. Oh, definitely, especially if you want to take a flyer on the QB late in the draft without actually spending the top tier draft capital to get like uh, Patrick Mahomes or Andrew Luck of this sort. You still could get someone. Who may be inconsistent and kind of cause you a headache some weeks throughout the year, but like when he does boom, he booms. Oh, fantastic. absolutely for sure. And you know, he's going to be handing the ball off to some people this year. He's not going to be running it all the time. And you know, I think the Bills made that pretty clear by keeping at the moment Sean McCoy. Uh, they added in Frank Gore in that backfield and TJ Yeldon. They also drafted Devin Singletary. Um, Jibs, who do you think is going to get the starting job here for this? You know, Who's going to be the fantasy-relevant guy? Starting job, I'll say LaShawn McCoy. Um, fantasy-relevant, I'll go with Yeldon and Devin Singletary just because they spent the capital on Singletary in the draft, and they also went out their way and signed Yeldon, of course. Um, Yeldon actually even filling in for Leonard Fournette last year. He was very serviceable. 
when he needed to. You know, Leonard Fournette's had his kind of woes, getting suspended, he had injuries. Um, Devin Singletary, on the other hand, he's 21 years old, he's 5'7", he's 203 pounds, he runs a 4.66 in the 40. And Yeldon's 25, McCoy is kind of, he's getting up in age, he's been run down through the Eagles and the Bills in the past, um, and you know how old Frank Gore is, he's just a dinosaur waiting to, for the meteor to strike, so um, I, I believe it's those two in my opinion. No, absolutely, I can't agree more with you, um, you know, I don't think McCoy's going to make the team, really, like, it just doesn't make sense to keep him on the roster, you know, you, you draft, you bring in Frank Gore to be the, you know, first and second town kind of guy. You know, P.J. Yeldon's a younger version of McCoy who can catch the ball out of the backfield. And I feel like at some point they're going to want to do this whole youth movement and bring in Devin Singletary and make him the, the carry guy, you know. And I don't know if you know this, Jess, but in college, in his three years, he, he had 66 touchdowns. Like oh, he, I have heard. He definitely could be a nice goal line back for them and, you know, punch it in. And, you know, personally, if you're going to draft somebody, um, it's Yeldon uh, late. Um, obviously, if you have to, your running back core is deleted. You know, McCoy and Gore could be options, but I wouldn't take any of these guys until at least to the double digits. I don't know. Also, a note to uh, your LaShawn McCoy point that uh, TJ Yeldon and LaShawn McCoy kind of play similarity. They they both catch the ball out of the backfield. They can both run the ball. They have decent yards for carry. So it would make sense that they sign Yeldon and then let uh, LaShawn McCoy go. I think it is his last year on his contract, and um, you know what they say about running backs over 30 years old. Nobody wants him. No, not at all. And uh, Let's get into some people who Josh Allen's going to be throwing to. Uh, they brought in John Brown and Cole Beasley in the offseason. They still have Zay Jones, Robert Foster, who had a little breakout last year. Um, Jim said, you know, who, you, who, who do you like out of the bunch? Uh, I'll go in this order. I like John Brown, then I like, uh, as, I don't want to say it, but I like Cole Beasley. Mm-hmm. Then I like Zay Jones. Um, Josh Allen has a cannon of an arm. I think he and John Brown can link up. Uh, John Brown was on a pretty good pace, and he was kind of being a serviceable wide receiver most weeks until Joe Flacco got benched last year. And then you saw the Ravens receiving core just like go to poop. He but, um, was the 14th best receiver for the first seven weeks of the season. Hey, it's, it's, that's good numbers. And then obviously uh, Josh Allen also has problems with his accuracy. So I think Cole Beasley would be a nice little blanket for him to throw to in the intermediate parts of the field. And then Zay Jones. Zay Jones, he had a great year last year. He had a. Um, I don't remember how many touchdowns he had, but he had a couple. He had a couple touchdowns. Uh, he did get hurt, and that's when Robert Foster came in. But uh, as the start of the year, I just know Robert Foster is kind of banged up, so I'm just gonna go with those three. No, absolutely. Um, like I said for me, it's John Brown. Uh, unfortunately, it's Zay Jones. Cause I don't. I don't like Zay Jones. I don't get the hype on Zay Jones. Like they brought in all these receivers. You know, I feel like they don't you know completely trust Zay Jones. Uh, you know, Robert Foster, I mean, he's he's a downfield guy as well. Uh, and, you know, I don't think Cole Beasley's going to be all that great. Um, I really think it's either going to be a mixture of John Brown and I think, you know, a sleeper on Robert Foster. You know, I feel like Josh Allen's going to want to throw the ball downfield. And, you know, as long as John Brown is healthy, he's going to get it. I think if he doesn't, that's going to Robert Foster all day. That's very true. Um but yeah, like I, I just want to go with Zay Jones because even um, 
the, he had a bad year statistically. He still finished the wide receiver 33 in standard and 35 in PPR, which is quite strange. And, you know, John Brown, on the other hand, he's finished wide receiver 39 in standard. He's finished wide receiver 45 in PPR. So that's why I'm going to go with Zay Jones. All right, all right. Well, to finish off his passing game, um, you know, at a tight end position, you know, they brought in Tyler Croft over from Cincinnati. They did a little nice starting role. Uh, they drafted someone named Dawson Knox. Um, he's came in over there as well uh, from Old Miss. Um, but at the moment, Tyler Croft is, you know, recovering from that injury he had over the, you know, offseason. And they said he's supposed to be ready until the, about the regular He won't be ready until about the regular season. Um, you know, Doxon Knox is an interesting choice. Um, but, you know, with Josh Allen's, you know, he didn't have a big rapport last year with tight end, so... Um, to me, uh, Dawson Knox could be a sleeper, but maybe not early on in the season. Usually, rookie tight ends don't pan out like that. They definitely don't. Um, and like you said, tight ends don't pan out with Josh Allen. So I can't really rely on something that you don't really you can't get any opportunity with. So I would stay away from these tight ends if you could. Obviously, you can't do that in deeper leagues, but stay away. Uh, absolutely. All right. Well, that wraps up the Buffalo Bills. Just who do you want to go with next? We'll, we'll, we'll throw it out there. We'll play around. We're going to go with Sammy D and the New York Football Jets. The New York Football Jets. All right. Well, we have a lot of Jets fans that we know in the area, unfortunately. But we'll take it easy on them. All right. So we'll start with Mr. Sam Dan- Dan- Donald. I'll let you hit on, on him first there, Jips. Uh, I watched a lot of Sam Donald last year. Uh given that I'm from the area and uh, the Eagles don't play every hour of the day. So I had to watch some other teams. But I, I did like what I see out of him last year. Um, he was very inconsistent from the start of the year. He blew up that first week. Everyone thought he was the next Joe Montana, you know, against the Detroit Lions on Monday Night Football. But then he hit the rookie wall midway through the season. He got hurt. And then um, he came back. And, like, I, I felt like he was just a different quarterback when he came back. Um he had that the shootout game with Green Bay. He went neck and neck with Aaron Rodgers. I I think he's a the real deal. To be honest, um, I wouldn't draft him as like your fantasy savior. You know, like he was the QB twenty seven in fantasy last year. But I do see a top fifteen upside for uh, Josh. Yeah. I'll be saying Darnold. Oh, absolutely. Uh- you know, he had an up and down season, like you said. And, you know, I wouldn't draft him as a starter. Maybe he could be a great streaming option this year if he improves on, you know, the cutting down the turnovers. But again, it all comes up to the coaching. Um, Adam Gates is horrible. I hate everything about him personally. Ever since he's left Peyton Manning's under shuttle thing, you know, he has bad bottom offenses. And, you know, maybe, you know, maybe Sam Donald has been better than Jay Cutler or Ryan Tannehill, but he just he doesn't think, I don't think he can coach. He just doesn't know how to coach perfectly without a Hall of Fame quarterback. And Sam Donald's not there right now. But he could get him there. Mm-hmm. All right. I don't think he can. They can Mike McCagden for a reason. I think they're going to go all in to get Sam Donald the best tutorship he deserves. That's true, and they did a lot of that this offseason, you know, bringing in, you know, Le'Veon Bell as a new starting running back for the New York Jets. They also brought in Ty Montgomery. They had Elijah McGuire. 
Um, you know, Bilal Powell came back again after that gruesome neck injury. Um, to me, um, I think Dell's going to be a bust this year. Um, he, it's not the same offense as he had back in, in Pittsburgh. Uh, the weapons aren't as great. They're good play, skill positions, but they're just not the same, you know? And he's, you know, currently being, you know, his ADP is like between 7 and 8 right now. And, and that's that's a late first round, you know, early, you know, early, late first round, early second I've seen him going. And it just, I think he's overrated. I think he's just going much higher than he's going to put out this year. Um, you know, as if the rest of the core, you know, Ty Montgomery, you know, he got cast out of Green Bay. You know, he might not even make the roster. Um, is, you know, he's got he's good. At, he can catch it in times, and he's slippery. But I mean, uh, I think you know the backup's going to be Elijah McGuire. Uh, to be honest, I think Elijah McGuire had like you know a decent season last year before you know they brought in Bell, and you know, and uh, you know uh, Powell's coming back too. You know, depending on his how his injury is updating. You know, I don't. He's not gonna have fantasy relevance, but you know, in case Bell goes down, you know, McGuire and Powell could have a decent season at that point. But what's your take on Bell? That's always seems to be a big kicker for a lot of people. Oh, it definitely is. Um, I was pretty much all in on Bell. If he was a maybe a second round ADP of two, maybe a pick fourteen. But like you said, like I have seen him getting pushed up. He's getting pushed up to top ten pick maybe around nine or about now. Um, I don't think that's just a surefire pick to pick at that position. Like, I'd rather go with a wide receiver that you know that's going to be a high end and get you the points because, you know, like Adam Gase, he definitely likes to tinker around with his offenses. Uh, he doesn't want to give the stars the Brock. You saw that with Kenyon Drake, as we're going to um, preview going forward later. But I, I, I don't think he's going to get the touches that he got back in Pittsburgh. But, like I said, if he's a mid-second round pick, you got to snag him where you can get him because uh, RBs like Le'Veon Bell don't throw on trees. Um, along with the other running backs, I think Ty Montgomery, I think that one of these running backs are going to get cut, first of all. Like you said, um, I think Ty Montgomery is actually safe because he can play on special teams. I think the signing of Blau Pound makes him safe as well because why would you spend money, unless you just want to burn it, on a player and just release him later on. So, uh, Maybe it's Trenton Cannon and Elijah McGuire fighting for that last roster spot. We'll see how it pans out during uh, the training camps. But as you said, you just got to pick Bell and uh, don't pick Bell too high. And then hope Adam Gase doesn't mess up the offense. He's going to. Um, and they're probably going to keep four receivers because their receiving core after the top three aren't all that great. So we'll get into them. You know, uh, Robbie Anderson, you know, speedster downfield. Last year made, you know, Sam Donald great. Quincy Nunwa, you know, they re-signed him this past offseason. It's a great deal during the season. Um, he's a good player. And they also signed Jameson Crowder coming in over from Washington, a slot guy. Um, who do you like at the be- out of the, all these, and who do you think is going to have the most fantasy impact? My top dog is Robbie Anderson. <laughs> he's my guy. Although he hope he stays out of trouble, doesn't run into any cops in the time being until the season starts. But he finished wide receiver 39 in PPR. Um, from weeks 13 to 16, he went for 24 receptions, 360 yards, and three touchdowns. He won me a fantasy championship. He has a special place in my heart, and that's why he is Honcho's lead dog on the wide receiver <laughs> Um Quincy Anula, 
I think he lost his value, but I think he could, I think he lost his shine, but I think he could retain value in case of an injury. It would be ironic because he's typically always injured, but I also feel like Adam Gase can make great use of Jamison Crowder, like he was, like he did with Albert Wilson in Miami, as you um, knew before Albert Wilson got lost for the year. Albert Wilson was on the tear every other week, going up for. Uh, about a, a hundred yards on limited touches, so I, I feel like James Crowder could do some kind of role like that in New York. And mm, yeah, Quincy Nua, he's he's all right, but and then a Herndon, like he did get suspended, but like Sam Darnold had a good re- rapport with him as well. So we'll see how the touches get divvied up between weeks one and two, and then after that. We'll see what happens. Nah, I mean, I'm staying away from Hurton. He suspended the first two games. He's not, you know, this Adam Gase has never produced a tight end before Julius, after Julius Thomas in Denver. You know, he suspended the first two games. You probably pick up some waivers. I wouldn't draft him. I would go with somebody else who has actually has value in the beginning of the season. And, you know, if Hurton's sitting there, then you pick him up then. Um, I agree. Robbie Anderson, I like him this year. I think he's going to be a great player. You know, I think they're finally hitting Sam Donald. You know, open up his playbook this season, and then he can have that you know top fifteen receiver upside to him. Um, I think he could possibly really do it. Um, Quincy Nunwa, you know, it hurts him when James Crowder signing. He was great when he was in the slot, but then they threw him outside last year, and he disappeared the rest of the season. And his, I think his natural position is inside, but they're going to probably keep him outside because James Crowder is a strictly a slot guy. You know, he's definitely going to be someone who's playing the slot role. And Adam Gates, the slot receiver, has always been good, whether it was Jarvis Landry or Danny Amendola or Albert Wilson last year. Um, to me, I think Jameson Crowder is a really sneaky steal this year to play a lot of minutes and get a lot of targets. Um, oh, really? Oh, absolutely. I, 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 would, I could see him being drafted in the double-digits rounds and being a like high-end receiver, wide receiver three, possible flex option most weeks. Okay, that's a very good take from you. Um I do remember you picking Jameson Crowder in a high uh, around round uh, around pick fifty a couple of years ago, and then you wouldn't let let it down. Uh, I mean, he's 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 had some interesting seasons the last couple of years, but um, I think he can really get back on track this year. So it's all right. So. You always got to forget the fantasy, yeah. or else yeah. you won't have the team. Exactly. So we move away from New York. Who else are we going with now, Jibs? Are we heading north or heading south? Uh, no. We'll, we'll save the worst for last. Let's okay. go with the Patriots. All right. Well, you know, defending Super Bowl champions, unfortunately. Hate them. But, you know, we're not talking about the Patriots themselves. We're talking about their fantasy options. And, you know, we'll start with the fortunate the goat himself. Hard to say that out loud. Tom Brady. <laughs> Oh, Tom Brady. It's crazy, though, because he, he's just a fine physics. He's 41, he's winning Super Bowls, and he's still producing fantasy points at a respectable level somehow. Um, but I, I think the, the end is near. Um, he's finished outside the top 12 two of the last three years. Uh, he was QB 14 last year. He was QB, I think it was a top three or top five QB this year before that, and then he's QB 15. In the 2000, would that be 16 season? Mm. Um, just noticing, like, watching some games that he does throw in, um, 
towards the end of the year, he always has a great first half of the year, first great September, kind of tails off, sputters off in the middle of the year. But then when December comes, it just seems like he just doesn't put up the work that we need to get our teams pushing in the fantasy playoffs. Uh, like, he's getting drafted as... Uh, we have ADP on him, Beaver? Um, find out. Hold on. I'll, I'll continue my point. I, I just don't think you want to spend a high pick on him. Like, he is getting older. Um, but you know that Tom Brady still gets touchdowns. He's still passing offense. It's just that he's going to be some more uh, variance to uh, his productivity going forward. Uh, absolutely. And I'm actually pulling up his ADP right now. My computer moved any slower. <laughs> Let's see here. Tom Brady is currently going 171 right now. 171. Fantasy football calculator has him at 127, which is around 11 pick four. So, yeah, if you want to uh, wait on the quarterback and pick up old reliable Tom, you definitely can. At that point of the draft, anything goes pretty much. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, not not my bias at here, but you know, Tom Brady hasn't really been a great fantasy quarterback over the last couple of years. You know, I think there's a lot more upside players now in the league that you could draft. You know, unless you're like in a 16 man league and you're running, you know, someone messes you up and you don't get a quarterback until late or the two quarterback system. I mean, I don't think he has the value he once did. I mean, maybe in like I said, you said early season he might have a couple of great games where he's throwing four touchdowns, but there's nothing else there. And his backups, there's really no need to explain them. Brian Hoyer, Jared Siddham, Siddham you know, no oh, value. Hall of Famer Jared Siddham. What do you Jared Siddham, about? yeah. I'm sure he's going to lead the Patriots to the next 20 Super Bowls and our fantasy championships. <laughs> he might not, but he might take the AFC uh, East kingdom. Uh, anything's possible. <laughs> but we're going to uh, to their running backs now, um, you know. Sony Michelle's coming back on his second season now. James White had a breakout year last year. Um, Rex Burkhead's still there at the moment, and they just drafted Damien Harris in the third round this past season. Um, to me, I think, and right now I, my projection's going true, Sony Michelle's actually dropping right now in drafts. I think he's overrated. Uh, I think the knee injury will catch up to him at some point. Um, I think he's only going to be a real two, a two-down back because of James White sitting there. I love James White again this year. I think he's going to have a great season. He's someone that Tom Brady trusts, and Tom Brady only throws to people he really trusts about 90% of the time. If he doesn't trust you, he's not throwing you the ball. He's a nice safety blanket for him. And the other concerning thing is that they draft Damien Harris. Damien Harris is a running-up-the-middle kind of running back. So if, you know, if Sony's still getting that first second downs, that's probably inside the 20s. Um, you know, outside the 20s, I mean, that could be Damian Harrison having that little Garrett Blunt 17 touchdown season because that's just what the Patriots do. But that's a real possibility. Um, and, you know, Rex Burkhead isn't probably – he might make the team, but he's gonna, he's not going to have the impact. Um, James White is someone you definitely want to want to draft in PPR. Definitely could be a third running back for you. Um, Sony Michelle, like I said, overrated. If you get him cheap, obviously, you know, go for it. But uh, definitely watch out for Damian Harris having a possible, like, solid season this year. And definitely watch out for him having, like, two touchdowns in the first game of the season because 
always see the reason the last couple of years the Patriots has this no name or score lots of touchdowns early on. <laughs> that is a fun fact, and that's actually very true. Um, who was it the uh, two years ago when uh, Kareem Hunt had his breakout game? Oh man! Ah, oh, God! I'll have to look it up. I have no idea. Uh, it could have been. Uh, I don't think it was like Aaron Blunt, but uh, it was just some rando, no name, and it was just awful watching it. But uh, I, I totally agree with you. Um, I think Sony Michelle is pegged in as the first and second down back. James Way is obviously the third down scat back receiving specialist. Um, Damon Harris, like you said, um, I, I last year when they brought in Jeremy, Jeremy Hill, they they wanted to use him as a goal line back. And obviously he got hurt, and then didn't have anything, no, no plan till James Delvin came on the scene and scraped at least like five touchdowns from Sony Michelle. But uh, I think Damian Harris will fill that role, like you said. So uh, you should watch out for him. But like when I go to the casino, I like to play blackjack. You get two cards. That's it. Dealer got his two cards. Um, the Patriots, it's like roulette. You just put the, the ball goes anywhere. Like you never know. Give you. Sony, they could go to White, they could go to Harris, they could go to Burkhead, they could go to Devlin, Tom Brady could do it. Like, it's, just, it's too many options for me. Um, I learned my lesson the last couple of years. I'm just staying away from the, this backfield. Bill Belichick done me dirty too many times. Oh, I understand that. Um, by the way, that name was Mike Gillisey. Mike Gillisey, like, yeah. He scored oh, like okay. two touchdowns early on. Some of you might not know who that is, but he did play at one point. I think the last time he was on was the Saints, but I haven't heard from him since. And I'm all for with James White, though. Like, I always go into draft day, and I always leave draft day. I never have that PPR running back specialist type guy. I think he'll be a steal. James White was um, number 11 in standard. He's not even known for, like, his standard productivity. And he was number 7 in PPR. And he probably was picked in, the like, the, the 60s, uh, selections overall last year uh, maybe 70s yeah, I don't know in the but still last year. so he he, uh, he picked him up in the double digits and he rode him all the way because uh, Leonard Fournette was hurt so you just never know absolutely alright so we'll go and talk about some of the wide receivers that Tom Brady gets to throw to this year and tight ends we'll go we'll mix them all together this time around um, coming back again is Julian Edelman they signed uh, Nikhil Harry uh, drafted Nikhil Harry drafted Nikhil Harry you're right and they re- and they brought in you know Dem- Demarius Thomas. They signed they re-signed Philip Dorsett. They also signed um, um, Dorel Inman. Uh, they have some young guys in Braxton Berrios and Maurice Harris, um, a nice slack slot guy. And then the tight ends Ben Watt re-signed with them. Um, they have Matt Lacoste, and then the, the randoms are there. You know Gronk's gone. So why don't you tell me who you think is going to be the fantasy impact on this team? <laughs> It's just Julian Edelman, <laughs> and that's about it. I don't know how many guys you just named, but like that sounds like too many people in one party. It sounds like like a sausage fest. You don't want to go to that. Um, Julian Edelman, he finished as the wide receiver twenty three and number twenty in PPR, and he, missed and he was suspended. Yeah, he missed. Might I games. add? So, you give him four more games, like, the sky's the limit. He definitely could be up into – he could be pushing as a wide receiver one. I don't think he'll make that, but I, I definitely think he could be a high in number two wide receiver in PPR, and he'll be a solid wide receiver two in standard scoring. 
Um, other than that, uh, Nikhil Harry, they spent the draft capital to get him. Bill Belichick never, ever, 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 ever drafted a wide receiver in the first round. That says a lot because Bill Belichick is very methodic in the ways he does things in the NFL. I, I do see star power in Harry. He might be a project of fantasy, though, because usually uh, wide receivers, rookie wide receivers don't come out the gates running unless you're like Mike Evans in certain other cases. But he could be a receiver he could target later on in the draft that could pay out, but you might have to sit and wait. Um, Demarius Thomas, if he could come back from his injury, so be it. Um, I don't know if you mentioned Josh, uh, Josh Gordon. He's another one to add to the list. So... Uh, just gotta wait and see, like, because I think Julian between Julian Allen, James White, and I guess Harry, there's going to be a lot of uh, fighting for some balls in the outfield. Absolutely, again, I believe 100% agree with you on Julian Allen. Someone you got to draft if you're looking for a number two receiver, strong or number two. Uh, like I said, Nikita Harry. Uh, I did a little research when it comes to receivers, especially with the Patriots over the last like decade and. No one's none of them have had over four hundred yards and four touchdowns in the season. That's the that's the max it seems like. Yeah. You know he has great hands, and if he could pull off like a you know Mike Williams kind of season where he had like five hundred yards and ten touchdowns, I can't not see it happening. Um, like I said last year was really Mike Williams' first year, so it's a real possibility. Um, Demarius Thomas, Achilles injury, he's done. Um, Philip Dorsett, he's just a nobody. Uh, for me, one sleeper, I have a deep sleeper, and that's Darrell Inman. Darrell Inman has been in the league for a couple of years. He had a, he's had some good seasons of decent games throughout seasons, and I think, you know, he could have that back when Brandon LaFell used to be on the Patriots. He could have that kind of season where he could have, like, 800 yards and a couple of touchdowns and be a, you know, a certain week flex option for you. Um, besides that, um, you know, none of the two players I mentioned before, not worry about them. Ben Watts suspended for the first four games of the season. Matt Lacoste is I think they picked him off on the streets of Denver. Don't please don't draft the please don't draft the Patriots t- tight end. They're not gonna be Gronk. Gronk is a special type of player. Don't please don't draft anyone. Yeah, you're just chasing dreams after that. <laughs> exactly. So uh, unless you have anything else to say about the Patriots when we'll move down south. Um, so, you know, they're the best team in the AFC East. Uh, we could go down south, but they're not the best team. Uh, They may be the worst team in the NFL. That's possible as well. Well, we're talking about my Miami Dolphins. Uh, We'll start with their quarterback situation. Uh, They they picked up Brian Fitzpatrick, or Brian Fitzmatrick, Magic. And they also traded for Josh Rosen um, during the NFL draft. Um, To me, uh, Fitzmatrick. Um, had a hell of a September last year. Maybe I think a game or two into October. Um, he's definitely the best option fantasy-wise because he's going to air the ball out and give no Fs. He's just going to throw it to everyone possible, especially the receiving core, and he could have some fantasy-relevant games early on in the season. Um, Josh Rosen, it's hard to make a Josh Rosen. You know, he had a shitty year last year, but you know he, had, he was part of the worst team in the league last year. So you never really got to see too much about him. Um, he does have an arm to him, so he could have an opportunity to, you know, have a decent season. I don't know if really think he's fantasy-worthy this at this point, unless something changes. 
But, um, you know, obviously, I don't think anyone's going to touch the Miami quarterbacks. Uh, can we just skip this section? <laughs> yeah, we could skip it, yeah. No, no, just kidding, just kidding. Uh, for the QBs, uh, Fitzpatrick, obviously, as we know, it's Fitzmagic season. In Tampa Bay, he was uh, the hottest QB on the market for the first month of the season. And then October came, and he turned into a pumpkin. Um, we can see how long it takes for Josh Rosen if he does if he does not get the job during training camp. We can see how long it takes for him to get the job. But um, the Miami Dolphins are scheduled. I mean, uh, predicted by Vegas, who pretty much run the world, to have four and a half wins. So right. eh, yeah. it's not really looking good for anyone else in the team. Well, fantasy fantasy is a different kind of monster, unfortunately. And luckily for us, we're going over to the running backs of the Dolphins. And but, 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 if I did have to talk about anyone from this fantasy wasteland, it's going to have to be Kenny Drake. Thank you. My man had a, oof, a walk in 535 yards rushing last year. <laughs> but, but he had four touchdowns. He had a 4.46 yards per carry. He also added about 53 catches for 470 yards and five touchdowns receiving. Um, dude, he was number 21 in standard. And he was the number 14th running back in PPR. I didn't even know that. I was like, what? When I saw that? Oh, you um, he, he was asshole. practically a steal last year if you got him at the right point. But he was basically kind of... He kind of was rolling the dice every week to play him because you're like, is he going to have that week? And then when he... Benched him, he had about 24 points on your bench. So, um, I just think, like, if Adam Gase didn't freaking be a dickhead about playing his star players, he would have had a bigger year. He could have been top, he could have been definitely top 15 and standard and probably top 10 in PPR. Oh, absolutely. Um, and again, I love Kenyon Drake this year. He's finally out of the doghouse. Um, I think last year people got burned as they took him so high and they really thought he didn't put the production that they, everyone thought he did. But like you said, he did was the 14th running back in PPR. So I think people just took that high draft pick and thought it would be even better than what was shown already. You know, And he ever since he's had the opportunity to play as a starter, he's been fantastic. He just hasn't been giving enough carries to really excel. And I think this season they're going to give him the ball. Um the other people on this roster are Kalen Balage. There's people out there who believe he could be the next starter. You know, I just don't think he has the. I don't think he has the skill set that Drake has to be out there. Maybe you know he's going to get carries, of course, but you know Drake's the only one you're going to want to draft in the sixth or seventh round, and could be a solid RB too. Um, like I said I think Drake's a solid draft bargain bargain for everyone this year, and um, definitely want to look into that more. Yeah, of course. Like, I definitely kind of regretted picking him near pick 30, around pick 30 last year. But around the the uh, around the slot you're going to take him this year is far superior for a running back that could potentially be a, a RB2 in the top 24. So why not? He does have the backfield pretty much solidified to himself. I know he might have to give some touches away to Kalen Balaj, but at the end of the day, it's still his uh, backfield elite 
Exactly. Um, we'll go into the next section, the receiving and tight end core. Uh, quick quick hits on the tight ends. Um, Dwayne Allen was signed this offseason. You know, he hasn't really had any value since he left the Colts. Um, Mike Isidke is now sitting there in Miami. He's an interesting option. Um, I don't think he's someone to draft in this offseason. Uh, you're definitely going to have to wait and see what he has, you know, what the you know the offense has for him. Um, and I think he's just going to be someone you want to keep an eye on, but definitely not worthy of drafting at the moment. Uh, when it comes to the receiving core, they have still Albert Wilson. They have Devontae Parker. Kenny Stills with the big three. You know, Albert Wilson's coming off injury. He was a playmaker, highlighter guy. Um, again, he's not someone you might want to draft right away. You know, Devontae Parker, again, is, you know, killing the offseason, you know, every single offseason. Um, and I think he could be a solid, you know, late-round pick if you're looking for, like, a, a guy, you know, in your 12th or 13th round just to pick up and just, you know, see what happens, you know. And if he doesn't cut out for the first couple of weeks, well, you cut him. Um, I guess then with playing with Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick, you know, he might have an opportunity to actually see something actually for him. And Kenny Stills is going to have his games where you could, you know, you could draft him and put him in your flex option from the time to time. He's going to have those boom games. He's also having those bus games, you know. Um, and then there's one last person I want to talk about, and he's a real deep guy there, Jibs. Um, his name's Preston Williams. He's a wide receiver out of Colorado State. Undrafted receiver Miami picked up. And his name is Preston Williams. Someone you want to keep your eye on. Definitely someone you want to keep your eye on in Dynasty. Um, you know, what happened to him is he had some, you know, poor off-season, you know, concerns, a poor combine. But this kid, you know, he in his final season, he had 1,300 yards and 14 touchdowns. He has an NFL body to him. Um, you know, if he makes this roster and can work his way up, you know, you know, see Preston Williams in two to three years from now, um, he has an opportunity to be something. Like I said, maybe not in redrafts this year, but in Dynasty, like, if you can get him, get him. Oh, wow. Okay. Thank you for the nice little bit of information. Um, this is going to be my uh, first hot take of the year. But like you said, we all heard the story. Devontae Parker's killing it at camp. Devontae Parker's going to have a breakout year. Devontae Parker this, Devontae Parker that. You draft him, you cut him. And you never hear from him again. He has one good game a year. But I think this year is going to be this year. It's going to be that year. I think he could finish as a wide receiver four. Not like the back end. I think as a high end wide receiver four. Um, Kenny uh, Kenny Stills is very consistent. Albert Wilson is still coming back from the injury. Uh, Preston Williams is Preston Williams. He's He needs to get his streak in. His playing time up, so I think Devontae Parker has. He needs to prove that he's worth that pick that they spent on him. They did uh, give him a contract extension in the offseason, so I think he's going to be that guy. But I'm not saying you draft him because he is going in the 180 range. You're not going to obviously pick him in a redraft unless you have a very good conviction on him. But Dynasty leagues, you can pick. Eh, 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 yeah, you can pick them in dynasty league, but as a deep, deeper leagues, like we're talking about twelve team, fourteen, like three wide receiver leagues, it's a nice option to have or a nice option to pick up before the season starts. Oh, absolutely, and I love to talk about Miami. Always, you know, big Miami guy. 
Um, again, unfortunately, it might not have as much fantasy value here. Um, and that's all we have for today, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, you can follow us on Spotify at the Fantasy Coaches Podcast. Or you can also follow us on Twitter at Coaches Fantasy. Um, you know, you can also follow me at Coach Stephen P on Twitter. You can follow me at Hot Take Honcho on Twitter. Uh, we'll have special guests coming soon, so uh, stay tuned and let's ride out. I'll take care. Have a great one now. Bye. Deuces.